The following audio drama is rated R for rockin'. You can be sure that everything you wanted to see when you're a teenager is here. Just tantalizingly out of reach if you're under 17 or 18 years old. Hello, my name is Dennis Connors. I am the writer, director, and one of the producers of Vocal Canvas. Uh, this podcast is an exploration of voice through a half vignette, half educational Um each episode centers one of the five aspects of voice, volume, pace, pitch, resonance, and diction. Uh, this whole entire project was a collaboration between Next Gen Acting, which is an acting school in uh, New Jersey, uh, East Brunswick Public Library, which is the local library, and Playhouse 22, which is a community theater in East Brunswick, New Jersey. Um, we wanted to create this piece because the library got this awesome new recording booth and it just evolved from there. Um, I wrote a majority of the episode skeleton at the end of each episode. There is a community piece, which was written by a community theater author uh, that Playhouse 22 got for us. Um, so I hope everyone enjoys this experience. It's a little bit of everything. There's different vignettes. Uh, it's anthological, uh, not necessarily serialized. Um, so just enjoy all the different ways we can change up our voice and an exploration of the five aspects of voice. I want to thank you so much for listening. It was truly a pleasure working with the community writers as well as the 30 awesome voiceover actors from New Jersey that worked on this piece. Pace. 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 Volume. 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 Pitch. 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 Diction. 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 Resonance. 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 Join us as we explore and paint our vocal canvas. Exploring the five aspects of voice which we use to orally communicate with one another. Please be advised that there is explicit content in this limited series podcast. Volume. The loudness or softness of voice. Volume conveys intensity, emotion, and emphasis. It's not just about being loud or quiet, but about using the right volume for the right situation. Volume! Step right up, folks! Get your volume here at Loud Larry's! Just like the roar of the crowd when the home team hits a home run, our volume backs a punch that So, whether you're a whispering willow or a shouting Steve, we've got you covered. Let your earbuds do the listening. Loud Larry's Volume, where flavor hits a grand slam every time. Welcome back to my ASMR channel, friends. Today, we're on a culinary journey, a sensory adventure with a classic, the humble hot dog. 
Imagine with me, if you will. It's a warm, sunny day at the ballpark. You hear the distant cheers, a crack of the bat. But we're here in our quiet corner with our hot dog. The soft, warm bun in your hands, slightly squishy, a comforting weight. You can almost feel the light dusting a flower on its surface. And then the hot dog itself, a perfect balance of smoky, savory delight. You take a bite. The softness of the bun gives way to the slight snap of the hot dog casing. The flavors burst in your mouth. The tangy ketchup, the sharp mustard, the sweet relish, and the smoky, savory hot dog. It's a symphony of flavors, a dance of textures. Each bite is a moment of pure, simple joy. It's not just a hot dog. It's a memory, a feeling, a whisper of summer days and simpler times. It's time for our volume challenge. Choose a sentence and try reading it out loud at different volumes. Start with a whisper, then a normal speaking volume, and finally a shout. Notice how the meaning or the emotion of the sentence changes with each shift in volume. Share your experiences with us on our social media platforms using the hashtag VocalCanvasChallenge. And on to our last piece of this week, Hear Me Roar by John Heron. It's red. It was supposed to be a refrigerator. I don't. He asked me what I wanted. Then why? Why? What son of a bitch? Why'd he ask? Why'd I bother answering? All I wanted was a refrigerator! Ah! Oh, that's so much better. Have you ever done that? No. You should try it. I don't think. That's the point. No thinking. You and me, together now. One, two, three. I suppose it's a release, if that works for you. <laughs> oh, it does. <laughs> I think I need to sit down for a minute. I'm exhausted. I'm not sure about the red. Why? Not my thing. My mother always said only that kind of girl wears red. Don't be wearing it. I should have listened to my mother. That first night in my dorm room, I wore red panties. I lost my virginity. You won't be wearing it. But still, you listen to me now. I don't know you very well, but I see strength. 
red is strength. You are strong. You are red. Me? I'm blue. Weak. My mother always said I was weak. <laughs> I'm so weak. I could think of a million things I would have liked for my birthday. But I asked for a refrigerator. Because we had to eat. I had to eat. So I asked for a refrigerator and he bought a boat. A red motherfucking boat. How would we get it out of the water? We're strong women. I think the two of us... I doubt that. What do you mean? You're exhausted after screaming. So? Screaming is hard work. Then why do it? Are you trying to be difficult? Repeat after me. I am woman. Hear me roar. Roar! I'm definitely not a roarer. Yes, you are. Say after me. I am woman. I'm not a roarer. Say it! I am woman. I am woman? Louder! I am woman! That's it. Hear me roar! I am woman! Roar! Ah! Roar! Roar! Ah! Wow, 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 wasn't that something? <laughs> now. Let's see what we can do about the boat. Is that, is that him? Oh yeah, that's the cocksucker. What happened to his face? The fish, they like the eyes. Here fishy fishies, come on, eat up fishies. You're going to be big and fat and beautiful. It is really beautiful here. I sit on this bench and sing to the birds, and they sing back to me. Sometimes I jump in and swim. It makes me feel one with nature. Maybe tomorrow I'll jump in and hack off his arms so the fish can get to the meat. Also, his hand is still clutching the boat, rigor mortis. You know, we'd never get it out. How did he get in there? It was there? an accident! As soon as I saw the boat, I thought, there goes my refrigerator. So I picked up this big old dead branch and then there he was, dead in the water. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> dead in the water. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I think I'd better get going. I'll give you a good bargain. How much? It's worth a thousand, I looked it up. You listed it at 500. I just want to get rid of it. How about 700? I wish it wasn't red. Stop with the red. It's a good boat. I spent the whole afternoon looking it up on Google to get the price. 
Google gets me confused and depressed. And then I start to drink. And and I do things I regret. I Google the refrigerator the morning of the accident. But I don't regret it. I wanted a refrigerator! A motherfucking refrigerator! 600. This has been lovely, but the red is wrong. What are you saying? I think I'll skip it. What are you saying? Sorry to take your time. Please don't do that! I'm sure you'll find someone. You can't do that to my refrigerator! Here, fishy fishies. Pace, the speed at which one speaks. Pace can greatly influence the clarity and impact of the message. Speaking too fast may cause a listener to miss key points, while speaking too slowly may cause a listener to lose interest. Sold! Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a truly remarkable piece coming up next. A gem from the annuals of musical history, a treasure that has shaped the very fabric of American music. Yes, my friends, I hold in my hands the original sheet music for I've Got Rhythm by the legendary George Gershwin, a song that has become an anthem, a standard, a cornerstone of the great American songbook. Look at this, folks. See the elegant penmanship, the notes dancing across the page, the very DNA of a melody that has been covered by the greatest artists of the 20th and 21st centuries. This isn't just sheet music, ladies and gentlemen. This is a piece of history, a testament to Gershwin's genius. This is the birth certificate of a song that's made hearts soar, feet tap, and spirits dance. Speedy Snail's delivery service, where we understand the importance of pace. Not too fast that we miss the details, not too slow that we delay your package. We strike the perfect balance to ensure your delivery's on time, every time. Speedy Snail's delivery service, because pace makes perfect. Listeners, now it's time for our pace challenge. Try reading a paragraph at a slow, medium, and fast pace. Notice how the pace affects your understanding and the overall feel of the paragraph. Share your fastest and slowest reading times with us on our social media platforms using the hashtag VocalCanvasChallenge. And on to our last piece for this week, The Ugliest Guy in the World by John Heron. <sighs> I'm looking out there at all you pretty people, and I'll tell you this, I ain't one of you. I'll bet if we had a contest for the ugliest guy in the room, I'd win. Now, don't try to tell me about that crap about inner beauty. I mean, I don't smell too bad once I'm cleaned up, but I'm ugly. Used to be when I was lonely, I would go into one of those bars, you know, one of those places where everybody's pretending to be drinking, but they're all looking at me and I'd clear the room. Nobody ever talked to me. I stopped going to those places. Who wants to go to a place that makes you lonelier? And then, I met Frankie. Now, this is a good story. One day, I was on my truck, I'm a garbage man, and I was pulling up to this building on 86th. 
And there was this guy putting out the garbage and he looked so sad. And he was having a hard time carrying the load and just as I got there, he dropped a big bag and it split open. So me, I, I went to help him and we pulled the stuff together and threw it back into the truck. And he looked at me with those sad eyes and I thought, he's a guy who's lonelier than me. Yeah, he thanked me a lot and asked me if I wanted a cup of coffee. Well, uh, well, that was one of those days when it seemed like everybody in New York was choosing to throw out their heaviest garbage and I was tired. Oh man, was I tired. So I said, sure, I could use a pick-me-up, but I, I, I don't smell too good. And he said, my nose is always stuffed up, so I couldn't smell you anyway. Come on in. <laughs> we had a good laugh at that. and. Then we went in, he started to pull stuff together and make me a cup, but his place was a total mess. He couldn't find the cups and he couldn't find the sugar and I could tell he wasn't used to having nobody in his apartment. So I said, hey, uh, how about I take you out for a, a good cup of coffee and a piece of pie? I, I mean, I thought the guy was so sad, maybe I could cheer him up. Funny, as soon as I said it, it was like a little Christmas light got turned on in this guy's eyes. I thought. Maybe nobody ever asks him anything. I mean, the guy was really lonely. Come on, I said. I need a rest, and you need a friend. So we went off to that coffee shop on 85th, you know, the one with the funny blue sign. I had a piece of pie and a cup of coffee, and so did he, and then we both had another one, and then a burger, and then a piece of cake. I mean, when you look like me, you don't worry too much about your weight. And before we knew it, it we were talking and, and talking, and it was a couple hours later, and the waitress was giving us looks, so I left her a big tip, and we took a walk, and we talked some more, and then I remembered I had to finish my rap, so he said, why don't you come back later, and I'll take you for pizza? Well, me and pizza were the best of friends. So a few hours later, there we were, scoffing down a large pepperoni with pineapple. We both liked the same kind of pizza. I thought I was the only one. And then he invited me back to his place for a drink, and before I knew it, it was the next morning. Th that was some night, let me tell you. And, and I woke up and looked at him, and he looked at me, and there were those little Christmas lights in both our eyes. And it's been like that ever since. Ten years now, me and Frankie. So all I got to say to you pretty people is this. I may be the ugliest guy in the room, but I'll bet I'm also the happiest. Just remember, somebody out there likes a good piece of pepperoni and pineapple pizza or whatever it is you like. And there's somebody with a stuffed nose who doesn't care how you smell, and I know you'll find them. I know it because I did. And when you do, those little lights will go on and they won't ever go off again. Well, it's been real nice talking to you, but I gotta finish my route because the sooner I do, the sooner I get home to Frankie. Diction, the style of enunciation in speaking or singing. Diction is about clarity, pronunciation, and the articulation of words, or the lack thereof. Good diction helps to ensure that the message is understood as intended. Are you nervous about navigating a formal dinner? Do you hesitate at the sight of multiple forks? Fear no more. Graceful Gatherings is here to guide you through the maze of dining etiquette. 
At Graceful Gatherings, we believe that dining is more than just a meal. It's an experience. Our expert etiquette coach, Miss Manners, will guide you through everything from the correct use of cutlery to the art of conversation at the dinner table. So whether you're dining with royalty or just want to add a touch of class to your meals, Graceful Gatherings is your key to confident dining. Call us today and let Graceful Gatherings turn your dining dilemmas into etiquette excellence. Armidi, where be your hiding spot for the treasure? I'm sorry, my what? Your hiding spot, lad. Where be the gold? My hiding spot. I'm afraid I don't understand. Ah, you be playing games with me? I be asking, where you stash the doublooms? The doublooms? Are you asking about flowers? No, your landlubber. The doublooms. The gold. The treasure. Oh, the doublooms. Why didn't you say so? I'm afraid I don't have any gold, sir. Ah, you'd be a tough nut to crack. But I'll be getting me treasure. You mark me words. All right, listeners, here's your diction challenge. Tongue twisters. Try saying toy boat five times fast. How about saying unique New York five times fast? Notice how clear diction is key to getting the phrases right. Share your best or funniest attempts with us on our social media platforms using the hashtag VocalCanvasChallenge. If you're looking for more, check out Tongue Twister Tuesdays by NextGen Acting on your social media platform of choice. And now on to our last piece of the week, Fight Like a Girl by Emily Conklin. Can't believe you did. Can we go more than five minutes without you? You burned down a convent, Julie. How do you expect me? I did not burn down a convent. If it did, that was not my intention. I merely set your room on fire. That way, when they find Sister Agatha's body... Sister Agatha's body? Julie, what are you talking I put her in your bed. Oh. I put her body in your bed. That way, when they find a burnt corpse in your bed, everyone will just assume that you were asleep in your bed and taken by the flames. That way, no one will be looking for us. Everybody thinks you are dead. How can you possibly think that is something that I would be okay with? My family, my mother would think I am dead. Your family is the one that shipped you off to the convent in the first place. I am the one that rescued you. I thought I might be met with some thanks instead of- You expect me to thank you for that? Yes! You think it was easy finding you? Getting that habit and breaking into the convent? I did it because I love you. 
I couldn't imagine leaving you in that place, especially since it was being with me that put you there. I could never forgive myself if I had just left you there. But... But... It is all your fault. You are the reason they shipped me off. What if my family finds out? What if other people find out? So? What if they do find out? You may not care about what other people think, but I do. It isn't acceptable, no, it, it, it isn't right. Who says it isn't right? Men? Of course men say it isn't right because all they want to do is fuck. Do you think God would begrudge us of our love for one another? I mean, how can it be wrong when this, us, is so Julie, right? Julie, either my parents think I am dead and are preparing for my funeral, or they think I have run off with a woman who dresses in men's clothing. Either way... Either way, they aren't here right now. It's just you and I. No, it isn't. It is much more complicated than that, but you are just too stubborn to see it. What are we going to do? How are we going to survive? Just live out the rest of our days in hiding? I can provide for us. I know how to take care you of us. You don't know anything. I wish. What? What do you wish? I wish I had never met you. If you mean that, I will bring you back to your parents, to the convent, wherever you would like. Do you mean it? You wish you had never met me? Wish you had never kissed me? Touched me? Loved me? Don't look away! I know you love me, and you are just too scared to admit it. Well, I will say it. I love you, Marie. I will do anything for you. I have done everything for you. I love you. Marie? <laughs> it isn't fair to talk that way. You know. You know. I care for you, too. You know I love you. But what you did... What I did was for us. I cannot imagine continuing on at the opera without you there to share it with. I want... I need to be with you. Pitch, the highness or lowness of the voice. Pitch can express different emotions and meanings. A varied pitch can make speech more engaging, while a monotone pitch can be less interesting to listen to. All right. Let's go over the basics of selling our instruments. Remember, it's all about confidence. Sure, I'm ready to learn. <laughs> John, you're already asking a question. Let's work on that. When you're making a statement, 
you want to keep your pitch steady or descend slightly at the end. All right, let's get started. Great. Now, instrument sales are pretty easy. Most people who show up already know what they want to get, so we just have to land the sale. Imagine a customer picks up this guitar and asks about the sound quality. What would you say? This guitar has excellent sound quality? Close, but you're still going up at the end. It sounds like you're unsure. Try again, but this time, imagine your voice is walking down a staircase as you finish the sentence. Uh, this guitar has excellent sound quality? All right, we have some work to do. I understand. I'll keep practicing? Ugh, that's the spirit. But remember, it's not a question. You will keep practicing. I see uh, the fire in your eyes, the determination in your uh, hearts. I see a group of individuals who have come together to form something uh, greater than themselves, a team, a team uh, that's ready to face any challenge, any opponent. We've trained hard, we've pushed our limits, and we've grown not just as players, but as uh, people. We've learned to trust each other, to rely on each other, and most importantly, uh, to believe in each other. Remember, Soccer is not just about the goals we score, uh, but about the journey we take to get there. It's about every pass, every tackle, every sprint, every drop of sweat. It's about the courage to take the shot. And, uh, and the grace to accept the outcome whatever it may be. We may win, we may lose, but we will never uh, uh, be defeated because defeat is not about the scoreline. It's about uh, giving up. And I know none of you will ever give up. Listen up, it's time for our pitch challenge. Try saying, I didn't say you stole the money, while emphasizing a different word each time by changing the pitch. Notice how the meaning changes with each emphasis? Share your variations with us on our social media platforms using the hashtag VocalCanvasChallenge. Again, the line is, 
I didn't say you stole the money. And on to our last piece of the week, Flash Float Fall by Emily Conklin. I wasn't ready for this. How can you ever be ready? One minute, everything was clear. I was confident. Prepared. But you can never be ready. I was never prepared. Never ready. To float? To fall? How can you? Be ready. To float on glass? To fall and never land. To feel torn apart with every breath you take? To want to crash. Burn. Pretend you aren't being crushed by the weight. Choking. Crushed by the weight of silence. Choking on your own words. Pounding in your chest. Bile in your mouth. Sometimes it feels like I am dying. Sometimes I dream of dying. But I keep breathing. But I keep waking up. So there's a group text going around about me. I finally get the courage to go back to the office. I saw my friend left his phone on the table at the cafeteria. And I find notes on my desk. It was unlocked, so I looked. Saying, slut. And then I scrolled. Whore? And then I began to shake. Why couldn't I keep my legs closed? They are all so indignant. Why would I want to ruin his career? That I would say a guy forced himself on me? How could I sleep with a married man? When I was drunk? At a party? Didn't I know he had kids? Am I so clearly gay? Why did I have to do this to such a nice guy? He had even taken pictures of me when I wasn't looking. Felt completely shocked. And highlighted how feminine I looked. So because he is a nice guy, this couldn't have happened? Because they think I'm gay, I deserved this. I ran to the bathroom. I felt myself ready to burst into tears. Felt like I was going to... Throw up. So I ran out of the cafeteria. Or have a nervous breakdown. And I didn't stop running. I slammed the bathroom stall door. I didn't think I could stop. And sank to the floor. I, I can't breathe. Sobbing. I can't breathe. Imagine you're floating in a pool. You're falling from a plane or a roller coaster. Every drop of water is a shard of glass. There is nothing to catch you. And every way you turn. No matter what you do. Or how you move. Or try to stop yourself. You're dying. Falling. Prick by prick. Inch by inch. Nothing you can do. Now tell me. Please, tell me. How did I want it? How did I ask for it? Was it the way I walked? Was it... What I was wearing when I went swimming? How I talked. Did I ask to drown? Maybe I threw myself out of the airplane. Maybe I smiled too much. But you told me there was a parachute. So it was my fault, right? That I tried to fly. I jumped willingly into a pool of glass, yes? Flying without a parachute. It is what any sane person would do, right? Wouldn't you? I'm not sure what is worse. I lay in bed at night. The dreams or waking up. And want to die. Sometimes I dream I'm back in that bathroom. I check my lock four times on my front door before I go to bed. But I'm tied to the toilet. And then I lock my bedroom door. And I'm screaming for someone to let me out. But not before checking the closet. And then suddenly you slam open the bathroom door. 
And under the bed? And that's when I usually wake up. Behind the shower curtain. Sometimes you don't find your way to my dreams. I know. It doesn't make sense. Once I dreamt I was being attacked by five men. But if I don't, I start to panic in bed. And my friends are all standing around taking pictures of it. Letting my thoughts take hold of my body. That one made me wake up in a sweat. Sometimes I open my eyes and can swear I see your face in the darkness. Gin is my new best friend. I sleep with the light on. I uh, drink till everything becomes blurry. If I can even sleep. Blurry just fades into darkness. Stop. Falling. Can't breathe. Falling. Can't see. Falling. I am choking on memories. Falling into the same nightmare. Floating out of existence. Where I'm unable to move. Into the darkness. I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to breathe underwater. The wind keeps rushing. The water keeps flowing. Over my body. Into my mouth. Until I'm consumed. Until breathing in water feels natural. One of the most painful things. I think I was most wounded. By everything afterwards? By how hurtful everyone was. I lost everything. I lost my friends at work. I stopped eating in the cafeteria. There were a couple women that gave me sympathetic smiles. I didn't want to see anyone. But they didn't say anything when the boss's friends spilled hot coffee all over my laptop. I started skipping classes. I mean, it wasn't just an accident. I slept a lot. Right? Or barely at all. The office made it clear that they were handling my sexual harassment case very seriously. I was terrified of seeing him again. But I wasn't to miss work. The thought made my mouth taste like cotton. And they didn't comment about the Twitter hashtags floating around. Would I scream at him? Hashtag, lying bitch. Tell him to go to hell. Hashtag, free him, fire her. Maybe we'll just turn and walk away. I need to find another job. I need to find a way to get out. My reality has become my nightmare. Resonance. The amplification, enrichment, or modification of our voice achieved through intention of placement. The process of resonance is what gives our voice its unique tonal qualities. It adds depth, richness, and volume to the raw sound produced by the vocal folds. By skillfully controlling the shape and size of our resonating spaces, we can manipulate the resonance of our voice to produce a wide range of vocal effects and tonal colors. Are you ready for an adventure that resonates? Then, then join, join us, us at Echo, Echo Caves Adventure, Adventure Force. Nestled, Nestled in the, in the heart, heart of the wilderness, wilderness. Echo, Echo Caves are a natural wonder, a symphony of sound and stone. As you, as you journey through, through these ancient, ancient caverns, every, every word, every whisper, every footstep will echo around you, creating a magical, otherworldly soundscape. 
but, but Echo, Echo Cave, Cave offers, offers more than just, than just echoes. echoes. Marvel at, at the stunning stalactites and, and stalagmites. Uh, explore uh, hidden, hidden chambers, chambers and learn, learn about, about the fascinating history and, and a, a, a geology of these, of these remarkable caves. Oh! A visitor! Welcome to the meadow! Thank you, Little V. It's a fine day for a stroll. Indeed it is! The flowers are particularly sweet today. I could hear it in your buzz, Bumble. You sound quite pleased. And I can feel the rumble in your voice, Gruff. It's quite powerful. Ah, well, we all have our unique ways of expressing ourselves, don't we? Yes, we do. Well said, Bumble. Well said. Listeners, now is a time of our final Vocal Canvas Challenge. Let's find our resonance. Try humming on an M sound. Then hum on an N sound. Then hum on an ing sound, like running. Where do you feel the buzz? On your lips, your tongue, your nose, your chest? Let us know and ask us any questions you might have about resonance using the hashtag VocalCanvasChallenge. And now, on to our last piece of the series, House Call by Frederick Dennehy. Fifteen on a Saturday morning? Yes. Mrs. Carraway? Who is this? Township, Mrs. Carraway. The entire township? <laughs> no, just the working end of it, ma'am. Do you know what time it is? I do, yes. May I come in? This had better be good. You are? I'm Abe, Mrs. Carraway. Let me guess. We laid the sticks out pointing in the wrong direction, and you're here to set us straight. Mrs. Carraway, the day is at hand. Pardon me? Disposal day. Oh, of course. The national holiday. A time for all Americans to say thank you to our sanitation workers. Uh, I'm not quite understanding you, Mrs. Garraway. I'll say it for you. You are here to collect. That's right. Let me say this once, Abe. I'm not being rude. We have a policy in this house. We don't give extra money to municipal workers who are doing exactly what our taxes pay them to do. We're appreciative, generally appreciative, but we don't give tips. I'm not asking for your money. No? I'm asking for your garbage. I'm collecting your garbage. You do that regularly, twice a week. We do, and this is our home visit. Home visit? It's what the township calls an audit. Fancy word, but it's really disposal. It's all laid out in the brochure we left you last week. Brochure? Tricolor foldout. You don't remember it, do you? I must have... <laughs> Disposed of it. 
I'm sorry, I... Mrs. Carraway, don't worry. You're not alone. Let me make a suggestion. I see your phone over there on the table. Why don't you just call the township? On a weekend? Please. It's today! That's a statement that always seems to be true. Will you come in, please? Abe. Abe, of course. Coffee? I have milk, cream, sugar, sweeteners. I take it pure. You're from sanitation, right? You're a sanitation what? Specialist? Engineer? I'm your garbage man, Mrs. Garraway. Garbage man. Oh. I thought they were using... Different... Do me a favor. Say, garbage man. Go ahead. Garbage man. Right. Didn't that feel good? Actually, yes. When you think about it, it's kind of an interesting word. From the old high German Garawan. Think garb. Adorn. Make ready. Oh. Take a look outside your window, Mrs. C. Here, I'll get out of your way. You see that truck? Yes. You see that truck? It's a garbage truck. See the color? Olive green. Mwah. The way God meant it to be. You're very enthusiastic. About my work? Yes, I am. I see. Mm, delusions of grandeur. Think of the lady. Mm. And it may be the truth. But if so, it shall set her free. I should know this, but what is it exactly that you're taking today? Rubbish? Trash? Waste? Garbage, Mrs. Garraway. Whatever it is that you do not need. Oh, dear. I know this is an opportunity, but I really could use some time to think. Might I ask you to make your rounds to the other houses and then come back here afterwards? There are no other houses. You're only making one stop? That's not very efficient, is it? Kind of a waste of a day. We come, it always seems, when least expected. But I need time to make a list. I can't tell you everything in the house I don't want off the top of my head. Not want, Mrs. Carraway. Need. Everything you don't need. But I'll miss a whole batch of things, and you'll have to come back. Believe me. We won't miss anything. I'm afraid I don't even know where to begin. Please don't be insulted, Mrs. Garraway. I'm not insulted. What makes you think I'm insulted? Because of what I'm about to say. You have a beautiful house. I mean that. Beautiful. But houses, they're more alike than you think. 
and we know houses. We will be lacking in nothing. Don't you be insulted, Abe. But this house is my house. I purchased it 30 years ago, and I've improved on it every year. Thrown it. My life is in this house, not the townships. Put your trust in us. I'm curious, Abe. A certain doubt on my part? Are you hearing it? Let's say I'm feeling your tribulation, Mrs. Carraway. I'm waiting patiently. Good. Now, before we begin, about house owners. We find there are two kinds, the givers and the keepers. In the business, we like to call them the sheep and the goats. Mrs. Carraway, you are very much a keeper, squarely in the camp of the goats. But you don't have to be. And just what is it about me that makes you say that? Is it the tone of my voice? The steadiness of my gaze? My posture? Because you'll forgive me if I've forgotten. I don't believe we've ever met before. So just what is it, Abe? Tell me. It's your garbage, Mrs. Carraway. My garbage? We watch it. And I have to tell you, Mrs. Carraway, you hold tight. You have quite a grip. But what families have attachments to things? Don't cling to the past, Mrs. Carraway. The children are gone now. How do you know that? Do you really think it necessary to preserve their things? Their former things? This may be outside your job description, Abe. But some older things have value. What if, someday, you were no longer here, and the children had to empty the house to sell it? Do you think they'd want to have to put their past lives in storage? I don't think so. Someone will have to clean house someday. Why not today? You have an infuriatingly jaunty way of stating very distressing facts. I suppose yes. You may have a point. But I don't think you realize how hard this is. Don't be afraid, Mrs. Garraway. I simply dread going through all these old memories. You don't have to. We're here to do it for you. I'll be watching everything you do. Everything. Good. Then, unless there's a strong objection, we'll use the front door. This job has taught me anything, Mrs. Carraway. It's appreciation. For garbage? For the blessing of good help. You'll be astounded at how efficient, how quiet, and, may I say, modest these boys are. They are deciding what goes and what stays? <laughs> don't let it worry you, Mrs. C. We only remove what you don't need. Carry out some right now and seal some for after. After? Mrs. C., you make a great cup of coffee. May I get you another? Maybe a half. What are they doing back there? That's one behemoth of a grandfather clock you have in the living room. It's not functional, is it? It's been in the family for generations. It's an antique. We'll just tag it for now. What about the piano? My baby grand piano? You don't play anymore, do you, Mrs. C? I fully intend to get back to it. You've been intending that for how long now? 
Did you really want to read Moby Dick again? I very well might. Do you know what else I appreciate in this line of work? The clients. Confidentially, Mrs. C., I have to say that some of my colleagues look upon the men and women they're supposed to be assisting as, I don't like to say it, as some kind of stumbling blocks, even as adversaries. Do they? Really? As they barge right past them, upending their very lives? But not me. I look on them with affection. Please, don't think of me as too forward. But I genuinely respect. No, esteem your hopefulness, your rhodomontade, if I can call it that about your future. Here's to you, Mrs. C. I am going to hold you personally to account for every piece of furniture, every article, every knick-knack that you and your, your boys have been unceremoniously hauling across my house. That's my husband! Well, I should certainly hope so, Mrs. Carraway. That's Arthur! Otherwise, it might be something of a scandal. Put him down this instant! Go on, Sam. Set it down. Arthur! He's fine, Mrs. Cassowary. It's Carraway, Sam. Not Cassowary. Oh. Sorry. Does this refined lady look like a big, flightless bird to you? No. Names are important, Sam. Names are who you are. Now, have you checked his expiry date? His what?! Uh, no. Where would I... Uh... You see where the hair falls over the nape of the neck? Yeah. Pull it back and take a look. I can't really see... Hold his head still and look closely. Uh, yeah. Got it. Looks like May? Hmm. This is November. Six months past, Mrs. C. I don't understand what you're even talking about! This is not meant as a criticism of any kind, Mrs. Carraway, but... Didn't you... Didn't you notice? Notice what? Though, to be fair, when you're with someone every day, practically 24-7, things can kind of creep up on you. I have to say that I'm the one who sees how much bigger my nephew is getting, not my sister. Okay, go ahead, Sam. Arthur! I... Hold on, Sam. Was there something you wanted to say, Mrs. Carraway? I... You take your time. Code, Arthur. Can't you put a sweater on him or something? Sam, can you borrow your jacket? There's a little more coffee, Mrs. C. Can I top you off? Well then, if you don't mind. Is there any more? Oh, you've finished. Get in there, Mrs. C. It feels so empty. Didn't I tell you how able these boys are? The big stuff's been pretty much sealed. Sam's just doing the seven. Be all done in the space of about half an hour. I think I should be talking to the township about all this. Oh, they won't hear you. No. And I wouldn't even know what to say. There is a time to speak and a time to be silent. What's going to happen to me? That's a choice you have to make, Mrs. C. I don't care how anybody thinks I'm supposed to behave. I will not be carried out of my own house in a cotton. I needn't be that way. No? No, of course not, Mrs. Carraway. I will be honored to escort you. Honored. 
you might want to pull that robe up just a bit, Mrs. C. It's a bit chilly. You should be prepared. All of my old things have passed away. I feel like I'm going to cry. There won't be any more crying, Amanda. No more being sad. We'll wipe away every tear from your eyes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Vocal Canvas. This limited series podcast was made possible by the East Brunswick Public Library. Playhouse 22, Next Gen Acting, our really, really creative community writers, and our fabulously talented voiceover cast from New Jersey. Hope you enjoyed and tune in next time.